the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Serious salvation. A salvation that actually matters. Next on Times of Refreshing. What does salvation actually mean to you, especially as you relate it to your eternal salvation, your spiritual salvation? Well, today we take a look at Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. The life of Simeon is wrapped up in what our teacher and pastor Napoleon Kaufman calls serious salvation. This is Times of Refreshing from the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We're back at A Serious Salvation, Luke chapter 2, and what that actually looks like, what it means. Here's Pastor Napoleon with today's Times of Refreshing. It says here in verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon, or Simeon. And, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said. Now listen what he says, y'all. Lord Now you are letting your servant depart in peace. He says, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your what? My eyes have seen it. Understand that salvation isn't just something you experience. Salvation is a person. It's not an it or a thing. It also Salvation also is a person. The Lord is salvation. And you partaking of him is what gives you or brings salvation into your life. There's no other way to the Father except through him. He is the door. He is the gate. He is the one who gives us access to salvation because he's the only one that is salvation. He says, my eyes have seen it. He says, my eyes have seen your salvation. Look at verse 31, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples. He says, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken to him. Then Simon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for all sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a word will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts 
he says, may be what? Revealed. Now, understand that when we, we talk about salvation, I was just praying about this the other day on Friday night. Salvation, we have to see it as number one, all of us were born into sin and shaped in, in iniquity. We need deliverance from ourselves. We need the Lord's salvation because our nature has been corrupted through the fall of Adam. When Adam sinned, we all sinned because we were all in Adam. We all came through Adam. And so as a result of that, we have a sinful nature. You don't have to teach people to do wrong. They just start doing wrong progressively over time as they begin to grow and mature. And their nature is corrupt, so they start doing things wrong. They start sinning in the sight of God. God does have a standard, y'all. And we have to understand that from a moral standpoint, he establishes what what morality really is and what it's all about. The world doesn't. Humans don't establish that. God establishes that. And through his word, he shows us what, what good morality is all about, what, what being more on the side of God is all about, what it really looks like. He establishes that. Not man. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need salvation. Everybody needs to be saved. Everyone needs to be delivered. What do you need to be saved or delivered from? Number one, you need to be saved or delivered from the devil's hands. Satan is in this planet and on this planet, and his goal is to destroy your life. He wants to tear up everything in your life. He wants you to have a terrible life, to experience all the worst, and ultimately he wants you to go to hell. That's his desire. He wants the destruction, total destruction. He is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is not your friend. The devil, the devil and his demons are actively trying to pervert the minds of men and women so that they are corrupted and then they begin to corrupt people. They start corrupting one another, hurting one another, killing one another, lying on one another, cheating on one another, doing things that are wrong in the sight of God. And so Satan, he has his system of destruction that he uses to try to take us out. Well, Jesus came on the scene and he came to deliver us from the power of Satan and the power of his influence and to bring liberty to those who were captive. This is what Jesus came to do. He saves you from the devil. Number two, he saves you from the world. And what I mean by the world is the world system. There is a mindset and a thought process that has been established through the devil's influence and has corrupted the whole world and the way the world thinks, the way the world goes, the way the world is headed and so for us, we have to understand that whether it's social media, television, different forms of the art, music, any tool that the enemy can use to get us all going down the same direction, he will do it. The world's influence, the world's influence on us through all the media outlets is, can be devastating, debilitating. And if you don't have it in your mind that walking as a Christian means that sometimes you're going to have to walk all alone, you're not going to make it in this. 
Can I have an amen? Because sometimes you have to be like the salmon. You have to swim upstream. You have to go against the current. There's a current that's taking people down a certain direction. It's called the world system, the world ways. And we can, I can preach on that a little bit later. But, but that's, that's number two. De- Jesus delivers us from, from the world. He says, you are in the world, but you are not of what? The world. You're not of the world. You're here. And he doesn't pray that we get out of the world. He prays, his prayer was that we be kept in the midst of it and that we would fight the good fight to bring people into the kingdom. Amen? And that's what our job, that's our job. So we are in the world. We are not of the world. We don't allow the world to influence us and dictate to us what's right in the sight of God. God does that for us. And so it's important that we understand that the Lord, when he comes into your life, he's saving you from the Satan. He's saving you from the world. He's also saving you from your flesh. Okay? I said this in the very beginning. Our, our nature is flawed. And right now, if you're a Christian in this room, you have two natures within you fighting for dominance. And who is going to be the supreme ruler? Is it going to be the old Adam or is it going to be Christ, the new Adam? And every day we deny ourselves, we take up our cross, and we follow him. We tell ourselves no. You cannot do what you want to do anymore here. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. Why? Because there's another king in me. There's a king in me now. And he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. For I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ. He lives on the inside of me now. And no longer does my flesh have dominion and and authority over me. Jesus, he comes and he saves us from the influence of our flesh. He saves us. He's the savior. He's the redeemer. He's the healer. He's the restorer. He's the the one that brings breakthrough in your life. He's Jehovah Bel Perazim. It means the Lord of the breakthrough. He breaks you through. And so for us, we have to understand that when, 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 when he was held in the air and he said, my eyes have seen the Lord's salvation. It was deeper than just salvation for Israel. It was much deeper. Salvation for the whole world is found in Jesus. And he delivers us from our from Satan. He delivers us from our flesh. He delivers us from the world's influences in our lives. But do we really take this serious though? And that's the question that I have because I know what he's done. But my question is is always, okay, what are we going to do in response to that? Sometimes it's tough because we get so saved we get so good and saved that we think that we can just, we can dabble around in this and dabble around in that, and, you know. And we think that salvation means that I have a license to do whatever I want now and God doesn't care. We've so perverted grace to mean that grace is some kind of license to sin. But grace is the power to overcome your sin. 
Can I have an amen? It's the power that is necessary to help you to do what's right in the sight of God. When you couldn't do it in your own strength, God gave you the grace and the power, the ability to do it. And now you can't boast in it. Because it's not you that's doing it. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's the power of God. And so we have to understand that salvation, it was, it was a free gift. It's a gift that God gives us freely without merit. We didn't earn it. But never forget that salvation was not, it was not, and I want to say this, please hear me, y'all. It was not cheap. It was not cheap. He died for it. He bled for it. He was persecuted for it. They ripped out his beard. They scourged him. He was rejected by the very beings that he created. And he had the ability to wipe all of them out. But he chose not to do it because of his vast love for humanity. He hung on the cross. Was ridiculed. Mocked. Belittled. Went through this whole process for us. And then it's amazing how sometimes we look at our salvation and we look at salvation and we just, we just, well, yeah, I'm, I'm saved. You know, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, you know. And it's just like, it's, there's no seriousness to this. But I love the Apostle Paul because the Apostle Paul understood the depths of salvation and how important and how serious it was. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, that we got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible says that the righteous are scarcely saved. That this is, this is serious business. Now, I might, I, might, I, might, I might mess around with you when it comes to the, with, to the Raiders. I might mess around with you when it comes to my Lakers. I know I'm surrounded. I know I'm in enemy territory, but I said it anyway. I might mess around with that stuff, but saints, you don't play around with your salvation. Can I have an amen? You don't mess around with your salvation. You don't treat your salvation lightly. When it comes to your soul being saved, you don't play around with that. This is serious business. Can I have an amen? Go to Romans chapter 13. Let's, let's progress here and get into this. Romans chapter 13. And let's look at the Apostle Paul and see what he says about this. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 to, to 14. Actually, let's start at verse 8. Let's start at verse 8. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. He says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not co commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. He says, and do this, knowing the time, knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. 
Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on what? The armor of light. He says, let us walk properly. Somebody say properly. He says, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh, he says, to fulfill its lust. He says here in verse 11, let's read verse 11 one more time. He says, and do this, knowing that the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. I love this. Because you have to see salvation as, as threefold. Number one, you are saved. When you repent of your sin and you release your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, positionally, you are saved. You, you come in the door and you experience the benefit of the kingdom of God, the blessings of heaven. You're infused with the divine nature. The Holy Spirit comes into your life and he takes you on this process by by. By grace, you have been saved through faith. When we repent and we release our faith in the Lord, what happens is he positions us right in his sight. Now, so I am saved, but I'm also being saved. Meaning, when I give my life to Christ, immediately I'm not made, I'm not trans, uh, tr- uh, transformed in a moment. Meaning, I come in the door with some junk in the trunk. I'm positionally right, but now I have to go through a process where God is saving me. He's delivering me from all the junk that I've compiled over the years. All the stuff that I've, all my, my unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and resentment. Hatred towards people, lust and fears and anxieties and selfishness and greed and, and all the stuff that's, that's come into my life through my bad decisions and my nature that is flawed. He starts to deliver us or save us, takes us through this process. Just like I said, your own nature he starts to deliver you from your old nature. So now all this stuff has to come in. And I'll never forget when I got saved. I gave my life to God. But then I started realizing there were certain things that were hard for me to do that I wanted to do. But it was tough. It was like, why am I having this struggle? I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. Why do I keep doing this? Then God started showing me that I need to deliver you. But I thought you already did. But no, you, you still, listen, I started reading this Bible and I started seeing how Jesus would cast the devil out of people. And I was like, what is that? The devil. He cast the devil out of that person. They got free and it was in their right mind. And then I started thinking to myself, I was like, you know, that's what I need. I'm trying to get in my right mind. I started, I started reading the scripture and understanding that, wait a minute, I'm delivered. But God is, that, wait a minute, there's a phase here of deliverance that, that's also important. That there's stuff that I have down in here that I got to come out of agreement with that's going to get these demons out of my life. And then help my soul 
Oh, I love David. David said, and he restores my soul. Isn't that what he said in Psalm 23? And I said, my soul needs healing. My soul needs restoration. My soul needs salvation. I need, I need God to work some things out in my soul. So I'm saved, but then I'm being saved. God is delivering me from some stuff that I need to get out of my life. I got to get this stuff out of my life. And God comes in and he empowers and he saves. He delivers. He works this stuff out of our lives. But then I will be saved. The, the, I'm saved I'm being saved. I will be saved. When Jesus cracks the sky, y'all, it's over. Can I have an amen? It's over. Our redemption is nigh. He says, now it is high time. And what, what does he say? He says, now it is high time and our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. That's what he's talking about. Salvation is coming still. He's going to crack the sky. He didn't just go to the grave, get resurrected, and now he's going to chill at the right hand of the Father for the rest of the time. You better read the book of Revelations. Can I have an amen? That he's coming back again. And he's not coming back like a lamb, baby. He's coming back like the lion of the tribe of Judah with all power. Oh, my goodness. I'm about to run through here. And all power in his hands. So understand that there's a process that we're going through. There's a process that we're going through. But this process we have to take serious. Getting saved and giving your life to Jesus Christ and repenting of your sins is serious. Once you give your life to Christ and Christ starts working on you, he starts delivering you. He starts bringing forth salvation in the entirety of your being. That's serious business. That's why he said you have to work out your own soul salvation through fear and trembling. Let God continue to put you on the potter's wheel and work on you and pluck away and pull some stuff off you and then add some stuff and start making you and molding you and making you how he wants you to. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then our expectation is, Lord, you're going to crack the sky. You're going to crack the sky. So we got something to look forward to. And for all of us, we have to see that this is serious, y'all. This isn't a game. This isn't a game. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 1 to 4. And this really, this passage of Scripture is how this message really came to me. As I was just... Um, just reading my Bible. And I, I looked at this and I said, this is amazing. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. He says in verse 1, he says, therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we what? Drift away. He said, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken, spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect? Somebody say neglect. If we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various 
miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, he says, according to his own will. This hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, in this church, we don't believe. Now, other churches may believe different. I mean, that's between them and God. But we don't believe that you can come down to the altar, say a prayer, and then get up and then say, I'm saved, and then get up and keep acting like the devil. I don't see anywhere in this Bible that says that God's kids act like the devil all the time. So, you know, I don't know what kind of prayer you pray, but repentance isn't just a prayer. It's an action. Repent means to turn, change your direction, and go in a different direction. Repentance is not a 360. That's what some people think. Repentance is like a 360. I came down to the altar and I did a 360. Well, we still got some problems. You got to come down to the altar, do a 180. Can I have an amen? And then get going with God. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.